Welcome to the Natural Life Academy. Two mums sharing simple steps to a more natural life, for better health and a happier planet. Hello and welcome back to Natural Life Academy. I'm Kylie Ryan. And I'm Claire Cameron. And we are back after Christmas and New Year's. And today is going to be a short episode, but given everything that's going on in Australia at the moment with the fires, um, we know that caring for the environment is the top of everyone's list at the moment or, or front of mind. And so we just wanted to put together you know, a short list of things that maybe you haven't thought of when it comes to reducing plastic in your home, especially single-use plastic. Um, easy things, not things that are expensive, they don't take a lot of time. Uh, maybe they're things that aren't quite so, um, I want to say maybe like out there on social media, but still really make a difference when it comes to helping the environment. So yeah. And mum friendly. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to remember your keep cup when you're racing out the door with everything else that you have to remember when you're racing out the door. And when you don't have enough hands, because apparently no one can ever carry their own stuff. No, ever. Yeah. Ever. All right. Um, Shall we just launch straight in? Yeah. So we've got, well, I thought we had five. We've got six. There's always a bonus. And Um, we may may add some along the way. If we think of easy stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to throw in our mention also that plastic is not only bad for the environment, it's not great for our health either. It's got some uh, hormone disrupting chemicals in there. So we do our best to avoid it anyway. And I think but, it's probably important to note um, that a lot of people will come back, you know, when we say that statement and say, but I use BPA free, which I'm is great. But the evidence shows that when they take out BPA, they replace it with something else, something that's equally as bad for you. It's just not on a list anywhere of things that they can't include mm. in. So, yeah, especially um, like we're not saying we have no plastic in our homes. But not we do, at all. Yeah, we do do our very best. Like I certainly don't heat in plastic. Anything that yep. is in, even if it's a Tupperware container, again, they say BPA-free, non-toxic. Um, microwave safe, it says it on the thing, yeah. even then. Yeah, I don't microwave anything in plastic or heat anything in plastic. Well, I suppose the only way you get a heat plastic is microwave. But, yeah, I steer clear mm. of that. Um, yeah, so just mentioning that, it, that's the, we stay away from it for health reasons and for environmental reasons because inevitably, even if you've got your Tupperware that's you know got this massive warranty and they say if it breaks, you can swap it over, that's great. But a lot of people these days don't want to go to the effort of finding themselves a Tupperware consultant who's going to swap it over. And then if it's broken, it's still going to end up in landfill because what are you going to do with it? I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's recyclable. And if I don't know, I'm pretty sure most people don't know if it's recyclable. So, mm. Agreed. And there is, there is more and more research coming out. I was listening to a podcast the other day on the different types of plastic and their harmful effects. So it's more that BPA has just had a lot of research done on it and now they're doing more research into the other bit. So, yep. all right, we won't, go, we won't go on about that forever, but... Um, so we're, we're not talking about like rejecting the plastic or not paying for a plastic bag at the supermarket, all of those things. These are things that you might not have thought of. So the first one is ditching your hand wash. Now this might sound unhygienic. We're not talking about ditching it altogether. We're talking about stop buying the plastic bottles of hand wash that you've got to replace every 
what, month or so? I have no idea. I don't know. remember the last time that I bought hand wash, but maybe if you are a family, I would assume every month. I guess so. <laughs> Probably something that you put on your monthly, monthly shopping list. So we've got, there are a few options. You can, number one, make your own. So that's what we both do. We make our own foaming hand wash. Um, I will link up a tutorial on how to do this in the show notes. I feel like it that makes us sound. literally. It makes us hippie. sound like no, not hippies, but like <laughs> these um super. Well, probably a little bit hippies, but these super mums that have time to make yeah. hand wash and keep children alive. And it's literally the easiest thing. Is it not the easiest thing? It's the easiest thing. If it wasn't the easiest thing, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I promise. Like. I can't think of anything that's easier to make. It's literally, it literally takes you 10 seconds. Yeah. Once you've got the stuff. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's good old soap, a bar of soap that comes in a box or comes loose without packaging. Um, there's you also your local option. refill yes. place. Like if you, there's a lot more of them now. Like I know that for quite a while, there was not a lot of bulk fill places anywhere near people, but there are a lot more of them popping up now, whether they're part of a chain like the source or whether they're independent little businesses that, you know, you might have your local health food store that might have a small bulk fill part. Um, there's a lot of places that if you buy the bottle, like they, when you go back in, you don't necessarily, they don't have the option to refill, but they'll take your bottle and it can be sent back to, the manufacturer or they will recycle it um, and then you get your new bottle. So yeah, there are lots of different options, but I think the easiest, if you, one, if you don't want to make your own or if you don't have a bulk fill place, just buy a bar of soap, get a nice little yeah. dish to put it on and then you've reduced plastic and they do last a lot longer. They are cheaper and they last a lot longer. I'm probably not as messy with kids. If you're using liquid hand soap, I have to apologize if anyone hears my dog barking in the background. I also have my children here with the babysitter because it's still school holidays. And depending on what activity they're doing, the dog goes nuts. (laughs) Apologies. Mum life in the holidays. Um, Okay. So that's number one. Number two is ditching the plastic razor. Now, again, this does not mean you have to go I shouldn't say that. You have to go hairy. <laughs> I'm not I'm meaning stop de-hairing yourself, but there are options. So option number one is just replacing it with a, a good old school, what are they actually called? Safety razor. Um, the stainless so steel ones. Stainless steel razor and you swap the blade. So instead of the actual plastic razor where you swap the whole, well, you can either swap the heads or you have the disposable razors that are just so wasteful. Um, this is a razor that's going to last you, I, I don't know how long. And you can I, actually I, get the um, stainless steel razors on a subscription. So they will automatically send you oh, out oh, that's good. new heads like every, I don't know, how often, however often you want a new one. Yeah. But I imagine it could be something that you just buy a box of blades and then you're set for a while. Yeah, you can buy a box and the oh. thing and the yeah. actual handle bit i don't know what that's called so it i think long term it would probably work out a lot less expensive as well and you're not having to remember to buy new heads Mm. or new actual razors the other thing that's good about this is a bit of a side note is that 
I didn't know this until last year, but the plastic razors, like your, um, I don't know, just the general supermarket ones that come with the gel strip or any kind of moisturizing strip, there are actually chemicals in that gel strip, which are really not good for us, especially when we're putting them on our armpits near all our lymph nodes. Um, so I personally didn't ditch mine straight away. I can make a razor head last for, but I didn't even remember changing it for a very long time. Um, maybe that's the first step. Storing your razor up high in the shower so it's not getting wet all the time. It gets it can dry and it stops it rusting. Yeah, um, I, no. I haven't replaced mine. Sure. However, I don't really <clears throat> shave. I like get what's called sugaring under my arms. Have you heard of sugaring? You've told me about it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. what I've started doing, which a lot of people will just wince at, I have one of those epilady things. You know the old school pulls oh, your hair out. Oh my god, I'm. Cringing at that because that's painful. Well, when my plastic razor broke a couple of weeks ago, it fell off the holder in the shower and it split, and I couldn't get it back on. And I was going to buy a safety razor, and I thought I'm just going to give this a go. So I've just been slowly doing that, and the hair is getting less and less and finer and finer. So I reckon it will get to a stage where I can go quite a while without doing it, without having hairy armpits. Does it hurt? It did the first couple of times when the hair's really thick, but now it's not really that bad. But I personally, I've been using one for forever on my legs. So I'm used to it. I would say that a lot of people would think it's horrendous. But it hurts more more than shaving, let's say that. More than waxing? Um, It's probably about the same. Yeah, okay. Then I yeah. surely I could handle that. I reckon you could handle it. Yeah. Anyway. Um okay, that's from number three on that. Excuse the screaming kids. <laughs> so number three is replace your dishwashing brush. Now again, this is not what we're saying. When we say dishwashing brush, can we be clear on what we mean? Yep. So we're talking about the scrubbing brush that you use to scrub your dishes that's got the plastic bristles maybe even the plastic handle. Again, we don't mean go into your kitchen as soon as you listen to this and throw it in the bin because if it's still usable, that's just creating more waste. Use it until it dies and then when it's time to replace it, look at something that's a little more environmentally friendly. So, Kylie, what did you say you use? For washing my dishes, I use biodegradable cloths. Um, yes. And you can machine wash them. So I think mine came in a pack of four. And I actually, so I bought two separate packs. Um, I bought all green ones and they are kitchen only. And then I bought another pack that was like patent so that we know that they are bathrooms and stuff. So that we never get the two Oh, that's up. a good idea. And uh, yeah, we just wash them in the machine, washing machine. They last ages. Yep. There are, there are quite a few of those around, I think you just need to Google biodegradable dishcloths. Yeah. Um, there are other things like if you want something specifically scouring, um, there are coconut, they're made from coconut fibers, scrubbers. Um, and again, websites like Flora and Fauna or uh, what's the other Biome yeah, sell a lots. whole range of different brushes that have natural fibers and a natural handle as well. Yeah. 
So seed and sprout actually have done a whole collection of them. Like it's all your cleaning, natural cleaning stuff. So all wooden brushes, natural fibers on the actual brush, wooden handles. Yeah. Set. Nice. Yeah, because the thing about those plastic bristles and they break down into teeny tiny micro micro plastics, just not good at all. They're the ones we can't filter out of the oceans and stuff because they're so small we can't catch Mm. them. Mm. This episode was sponsored by Low Tox Home, our online program where you will learn how to make simple, natural swaps in your home to save money and improve your family's health in less than five minutes a week. For more information or to enrol, Head to clairecarecreations.com forward slash low tox home. Ah. Next one. Before we get sidetracked into that. Okay, number four is ditching the produce bags at the supermarket. So we're talking about stop putting your fruit and veg into plastic bags. You do not need them. This is something I haven't done for years. Um, but I don't even remember when I started doing it. But well, think about it from one, like a banana or an avocado. They have their own packaging. <laughs> they literally have their own packaging. You pull off the skin to eat it. So you don't need to then put it in a plastic bag. <clears throat> so yep. here's my frustration with soup, the supermarkets. Yeah. I feel like there is, yes, it's been a good step introducing bags that can be recycled. But the issue is they can't go in your normal recycling. You have Mm. to be willing to collect all of your plastic bags, all your packaging and stuff, and then take it back to the supermarket. Now, I'm going to guess the percentage of people that actually do that is very small because it's not as convenient to do that as it is to just stick it in the bin with everything else. Exactly. And I want to do that and I've still only done it once because I just forget. Yeah, I think we've done it. And I'm actually like dedicated to trying to do stuff like that Mm, yeah so yeah yeah it's it's, i don't understand why like i even look at countries like the us and you see people and maybe i'm just going on what's on tv but i'm pretty sure you see people leaving (laughs) supermarkets and they've got like big brown paper bags which Mm. yes it might be annoying to carry them like you can't carry four brown paper bags like you can you know four plastic bags with handles but i don't understand if it's so easy to do and a whole giant country can do it, why can't we do it? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think you do the same, but I just leave all of mine loose. I don't see why if I don't have paper bags as an option and I have re- I have reusable bags, but we've lost them. We're down to one. So I just leave them yeah, all loose. What's the worst that's going to happen? They, they have to put what, six apples or something? on the scale at the same time, it's not a big deal. And that's how it would have been prior to giant supermarkets. You would have gone hmm. to your fruit and veg place and you would have had to not use You would have had a basket properly. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. And if there is something that you really need to put in a bag, like, I don't know, grapes or something loose, then go to the mushroom section and grab one of those brown paper bags and chuck it in there. Mm. Again, it does annoy the checkout people sometimes because they've got to open the bag to look in it, see what it is. But I'd kind of rather annoy them than waste plastic. Yeah. And what I find really frustrating is people, please don't be fooled by the things like prepackaged snacking apples. 
and just the oh. ridiculous like okay. kids apples, kids bananas, you know, whatever they are, just buy your normal ones. If your kid is not going to eat a whole banana, do you know you can actually cut them in half? You can just stick like a beeswax wrap or something over one half and stick it in their lunchbox like that. Or if they're eating it right in front of you, just cut it in half and then open it. The other half stays perfectly fine in the fridge or even just still in the fruit bowl. Mm. I just find it so frustrating. Why do we need to package things when the version of it is loose right next to it? And most of the time, if you compare the kilo price, the package version is way more expensive as well. So much more expensive, especially for things like um, green beans. If you look at pre-packaged it's like 450 grams or something of green beans yes packet the price of the packet is what you would pay for like a kilo of loose Mm. green beans so it's it's ridiculous they charge you for the convenience of packaging it for you Mm. yeah so i feel like I'm just going to say it, that we've gotten to the stage where we need to be a little bit inconvenienced Mm. and start making a bit more effort with these things. Yeah. Because, yes, it might be more convenient to pick up that packet of green beans, but what's the actual cost of that? One, it's costing you more financially. It's just adding waste. It's literally you're just going to throw that in the bin. There is Mm. no purpose to that packaging. Yeah. So... What we can do to rest, so just think next time you're at the supermarket or next time you're at your green grocer, just think before you actually pick up those packaged things or rip off one of those plastic bags. And you said before we were um, recording, also there are some supermarkets now having now have the compostable plastic bags yeah. for produce. But again, unless you have comp- a compost bin at home, Still not a great option. Yeah, there's Still a lot better. of, um, actually, we're probably going to talk about this in future one, but there's a lot of online stores, and I'm not, not talking about fresh produce, but bulk prod, like flowers and things. Um, yeah. And you can order those in like one kilo lots, and their packaging is compostable, which don't get me wrong, like that's brilliant. But for me, if I were to order it and it comes in a compostable bag, I don't have a compost. And you can't recycle it. So it still ends up in my rubbish bin. So I find that kind of frustrating. I would prefer that all of these online businesses did recyclable bags, not compostable bags, because everyone has access to a recycle bin. Yeah. Anyway. I'll give the option. There is, we should mention though, that the, what's the one you put me onto? Share Waste, the app? Yep. So there's an app called Share Waste where you can look up people in your area. So people in your area will register if they have a compost bin and you can take your <coughs> take your compostable bits and pieces, whether it's food scraps or your compostable bags, depending on what sort of compost they use, they will specify and you can get rid of it there. Again, yeah. an extra effort, not something that's for everyone, but if you are interested in doing that, that's an option. Yeah, we did that. So we just have a bucket and we put all of our food scraps in it. Um, and like we've just been told no citrus, no onions, which is fine. Um, yeah, we put the rest of our food scraps in there. Now, when I say food scraps, I mean like raw peelings and stuff. 
Um, and then, yeah, I just fill the bucket, which usually takes us a couple of days. Anything longer than that, you are going to start to get like gross at the bottom. Anyway, no one wants to deal with that. Um, yeah. So then yeah. I just take the bucket and there's a drop-off spot and I just like tip it in or I, I purchased a bucket, had a lid. So I go to this person's house. I leave my bucket with the lid. I take my empty bucket with the lid. And we just keep the system going. That's so good. Community. Mm. Which is what everyone's lacking, really. Okay, yeah. next. That's a different, that's a different okay. podcast episode. Okay. Last one is, yeah, true. Last one is saving glass jars. So I will um, admit I can be a bit of a hoarder of glass jars. I actually cleaned them out two weeks ago. I went through and anything that didn't have a lid, I got rid of. Um, but it's literally free storage. You can yep. store anything in glass jars. Now, I remember when I first started keeping stuff in the pantry in glass jars, people said to me, and I sort of didn't do it because of this reason, like what if they break? If you drop them, you've got kids. Touch wood, I have never broken a jar. Neither have we. Have you? No, no. never. And that's never. even with the kids, like when we're baking, they're scooping out of them and stuff. We've yet to break anything. Yeah. I've dropped a couple, but they're usually pretty sturdy glass anyway. Yeah. Um, but no, you can use them in the freezer to store. We store sauces and... I've even started storing like spag bowl and curry sauces yeah. with the meat in it. Yeah. Um, what else do I put in jars in the freezer? I store heaps of like, if I've made bliss balls for the kids, yeah. put them all in a glass jar, put that in the freezer. Um, yeah. yeah, Everything and anything, to be honest. I make homemade veggie stock. I make a stock paste um, and that yep. goes Same. in glass jars in the freezer. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'll note is it's for the freezer, it's best to use straight side glass jars. Don't know why. I don't. I've just had, well, I've had the odd thing bust at the bottom. Oh, no. Maybe it's that I haven't left a big enough gap at the top. Yeah. So you've got to always leave a gap at the top or because the whatever's in it will expand when it freezes. Mm. Or maybe it's curved. Like I have done. I just don't yeah. put the top on it. Oh. It just makes no difference. Does it get like freezer it burn? Not like the tiniest bit at the top. The rest does not. Yeah. It's like it seals it in. The rest is fine. And then when you defrost it and you heat it, you don't notice freezer burn. Good point. There you go. You don't even need a lid. Um, and then I'll use them for little snacks. Like for my, I won't put them you know, in a kid's lunchbox or anything, but if I'm taking I do. nuts with me somewhere. <laughs> well, I, put, I, I, had make I had thought of that, but then I'm like, oh, I don't think they'll be allowed that at school. Yeah, I probably won't at school, but if we're going out for the yeah. day, um, I will put oh, yeah, like me, little, me, sorry, like yeah. the almond butter jars or stuff like that. I'll pack yeah. stuff in there for them. Really yeah, good for things like yogurt. If your kids are taking yogurt out with a spoon, Stick it in a mm. glass jar. And then I have another little glass jar that I put like some homemade granola or something in. Yeah, because it actually yeah. seals without, like if you put it in a container, I find that once you take the lid off, it's hard to put the lid back on without yeah. getting yogurt everywhere if I don't eat yeah. it all. So it's really yeah. good for that. But yeah, same, like you said, like bliss balls or if I'm taking some nuts or stuff. Carrot some little sticks. jars. 
chuck it's it in my actually handbag. Real, they're really handy. Like the peanut butter size jars are really handy if you want to like pre-prep carrot sticks and stuff for the week and you stick your carrot sticks in there, oh, a bit yeah, of water. Um, yeah, yeah, they're really good. I chuck like if the kids have, I've made them like a little platter or something of fruit and there's like apple and carrot and stuff they've left behind, I'll stick all of that in a glass jar, put some water in it, leave it and bring it out the next day. Yep, and it seals it so well as well. I reckon it um, lasts a lot longer. Um, homemade dips. Oh, what else do I have? I keep all my nuts and seeds in the – I live in Queensland, so I have to in the freeze, in the fridge, in glass jars. Um, so my fridge is basically just loaded with glass jars and glass containers. I was going to say, I would really struggle if I lived in Queensland to have to put all my nuts and seeds in the fridge. Mm. There'd be no room for anything else in our fridge. Uh, it literally takes up like, um, I'd say at least a quarter of our fridge. Yeah, it would for me too. Um, the other thing that I use the glass jars for is herbs. So when I buy herbs, I put them, like fill some water in a glass jar, put the herbs in the glass jar in the fridge door or in the top yes. shelf of the fridge and they keep fade and you just keep refreshing the water and you'll get like two weeks out of freshly cut herbs. Yeah. And I'll use it for if I open a can of like coconut milk or not tin tomato, I always use a whole tin, but anything in a can that I don't use the whole can, tip the rest into a glass jar, store that in the fridge. Mm. I use them for my homemade face products, um, I don't know, kids' craft stuff. So, so many uses for glass jars and it's completely free. And I'll also link up to a tutorial to remove the labels. It's really easy. Or if you use essential oils, you can use um, lemon oil. It's really good for getting the labels off. But I've got an extra tip. Tea tree. Oh, let's use lemon or eucalyptus. I don't think I'll it really matters. An oil, oil, it's no. it's like breaking down like really. Glue is it like oil based. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't matter what essential oil you use. Yeah. Um, is that it? That's it. Did we give five? Was that five or six? I wasn't counting. Who cares? I lost how many count. It was. They're our tips. <laughs> well, there are our tips. So. And really our point is that it doesn't have to be difficult. You don't have to be doing this perfectly. We just need everyone to be doing something. You've seen that little you. quote. It got, it's gone around Instagram yes. a million times. I can't remember it exactly um, word for word. Can you? I, neither can I, but it's something along the lines of, um, I'm just one person. I won't make a difference, said one million people. Yeah. So it does. Like when if one person doesn't think they're making a difference, you're not the only one person that thinks that they won't make a difference. So if everyone who thought they couldn't actually just tried to do one thing differently at a time and slowly built it up, it would have a massive impact. It's like, maybe, when, you, sorry, it's like when you look at these yeah. bushfires, like everyone was like, my $10 doesn't count, but everyone continued to donate their $5, $50 million later. Yeah. Yep. And that's just one person's fundraiser. Like that 50 million was from one person's fundraiser. You've then Mm. got, when you think of the amount of people who have donated separately to individual organizations or donated their flybys points, like if people think that their money hasn't made a difference, I would be so interested to know the total. Like surely we have got to be at close to a hundred million dollars that a community have raised for the bushfires 
And I can guarantee that a lot of those people thought they couldn't make a difference, but they were willing to just give that little bit that they had anyway. Whatever they could. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's even just little things like you might be at the supermarket and somebody sees you picking up your five loose carrots and putting them in your trolley instead of putting them in a bag. And they think, oh, why do I have I a bag? Never even considered not putting them in the bag. I Which don't need the bag. That is totally what happens though. A lot of mm. people are not, they're not trying to deliberately use more plastic. It's just you don't know what you don't know and, you you know, you go on mm. your past experiences and if you have been brought up going to the supermarket with your parents and always getting a plastic bag, you're not going to think to not get a plastic bag until you see someone else do it. And then you think, oh, well, that's like, how did I not think of that? That's so easy. Exactly. Mm. So, yeah, don't think that your one little thing isn't going to make a difference because it is. All right, that's it from us. If you also have children on school holidays, we wish you all the best of luck. <laughs> oh, sending you all the love. You should see the messages that have been going between us the last couple of weeks. Oh, my God. And I have got longer to go than you. I, I have still got three whole weeks. Three whole weeks I to think, go. I think that would be the death of me. That would make me... 38 and a half weeks when school goes back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would not be good. Oh, yeah. Good luck to you all. Hats off to all the mums, all the the parents, all the carers, all the people doing school holidays. We love our kids. We We just love to not see them for a period of time. It's just a lot of time. <laughs> All right, we're going to go before we start rambling about school holidays. Yes. How difficult. Okay. Bye. We will see you next episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Natural Life Academy. If you love this episode, we would really appreciate if you would leave a little review for us and tell us what you think. And if you want more from us, head over to Facebook and join the Natural Life Facebook group where we will share more tips, tricks, recipes, and of course, inspiration for your natural life.